My name, as always, is Donovan. I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing today? You know, I'm doing well today, Donnie. Obviously, we are just kind of finishing up 2020 right now. So uh, definitely excited to, to talk about some sports, obviously, that we get into. And then kind of some recap of things that happened in this year because it was an interesting year. But yeah, no, I'm doing well. Excited to get into it, as always. Yeah, you know, definitely an interesting year. Um there's really just, there's no one word to encapsulate how 2020 has been, um, whether that's normal, just everyday things or it's sports related. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, it, it's wonderful that we got through this year without, uh, without too much chaos. And that's a big dub for everybody, I think. Yeah, I guess. And there was also a lot of chaos. There was definitely a lot of things I mean, that I mean, happened this year that I, I never us personally. Us personally, we didn't deal with as much chaos as, as other people. I think that's, that that's probably true. a win. It's probably a win for 2020. It's honestly. a fair assessment. Like, you know, you know, as sad as it may sound, I think us not getting into trouble is a big dub in itself. Yeah, that's fair. Very, very fortunate for for my health. You know, right now, obviously. So, um, yeah, but there's there's been a lot of weird stuff. So, uh, I'm excited to to get into recapping some of the weirder stuff that happened this year. But yeah, I mean, definitely want to start off with some sports, uh, in this pod as as we do. But uh, we can start off in the MLB this episode when the san diego padres are making moves that we've seen you know kind of slowly developing the mlb offseason we're still waiting on a lot of free agents some of the top guys yet to sign but san diego padres donnie a team in the nl west they're uh they're trying to compete with the dodgers out there they make a few trades this week for pitchers they acquire you darvish and blake snell from the cubs and rays respectively so uh definitely want to hear some of your thoughts on those moves and where you think the padres now stack up in the nl yeah you know i don't know if it necessarily makes them any better in terms of like an outlook um in terms of like tier ranking them or whatever i would still say they're probably a tier two nl team behind the dodgers who are i'd say maybe the only tier one nl team at this point um but yeah it's an interesting thought to see them not only go for blake snell but also you darvish who is a little bit less what you would expect the padres to want considering their i i don't know but what the exact word is, maybe like a timeline. I don't know if you Darvish necessarily fits the timeline. Obviously, Clevenger's out. Um, and, and, you know, you don't necessarily know what you're getting out of Darvish in the first place, too, which is always a question mark considering uh, you're either going to get lights out, Cy Young Darvish like we saw last year, or um, it's just going to be a train wreck. It really depends. You, you don't you don't ever get like an average season out of him. Like, you know, it's either going to be great or, or awful. But, yeah, I think it's really interesting to see them um, – maybe not necessarily mortgaging the future, but setting a lot of different assets um, to pick up pitchers who may or may not make them uh, a contender out in the NL. I think they're already contender as is, I would say. So um, obviously these trades make them better, but I would have focused a little bit more on the offensive side of things um, to pair with Tatis and Machado, get another asset. But, you know, things are definitely not done here. So we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks, months. Obviously, with MLB free agency, it's the only one you have to talk about on the long term because you really have no idea what's happening or, or what the timeline is. But yeah, um, I think it's definitely an interesting move for the Padres to make. Um, it, basically, you know, letting, letting their nuts hang a little bit, you know, showing what they're made of here. Yeah, that's for sure. 
Uh, you mentioned kind of that, that timeline of how Darvish kind of overlaps. He signed that big deal with the Cubs back in 2018, right before that season started. It was kind of like a last-minute decision that uh, Theo and the Cubs made to add another arm in their rotation. And he's still signed until 2023 at around $20 million a year per season. So um, definitely still a big contract that he has. Darvish, 34 years old right now. So um, definitely a win-now type move for the Padres. You, you mentioned the prospect pool, but the Padres for the last couple of years have had one of the best prospect pools in baseball. So now we see them using some of those future assets for current assets, obviously trading for um, two guys that they will be able to use out of their starting rotation. Um, that's for sure. Obviously, Blake Snell and Darvish. And then they also had Victor Caratini from the Cubs. So thought that was a decent add as well. I thought Caratini has been a pretty good player for them, uh, backing up Wilson Contreras and coming in in those situations. But uh, yeah, pretty aggressive move from the Padres, obviously going very heavily all in. Uh, definitely a win now type move coming off a season where uh, they definitely showed uh, a lot of signs of improvement in their in their ball club for sure. Uh, I know you mentioned that their offense could use a little bit of improvement, and I definitely agree with that. And you mentioned that you think the other Dodgers in the top tier in the NL, and I would agree with that. I mean, the Dodgers have proven themselves uh, six straight NL West championships, so um, they've definitely established themselves, and uh, everybody else in the NL is trying to catch up for them. So I definitely can see why the Padres made these moves. They they feel like they need to be aggressive to compete with the Dodgers. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I mean, it's like when you look at other teams in the division that have had similar uh, trajectories, I'd say maybe the Rockies a couple of years ago looked like that team that could be the one that uh, to potentially take over. Um, obviously, we saw the Rockies have a couple of good years, uh, game 163, all that jazz. Um, but yeah, it, the Padres are doing what the Rockies should have done. The Rockies are in a bad spot right now. They haven't done anything. They've let everybody go, whereas the Padres are consistently adding, consistently spending. Um the one thing that does, it will always boil down to the fact that they may or may not be able to, you know, keep up a long-term run if they trade up all these prospects. Obviously, they've already moved a bunch of guys. If you're getting Snell and Darvish, you're moving um, maybe not tier A pieces, although there are some good pieces in there like Patino, like we talked about before the podcast. But uh, even, even considering last year, they went off and made seven different trades at the deadline to, to try to shore up their roster. Um, it comes to a point where you're giving away pieces here and there that could potentially um, pan out. Obviously, with with draft picks and everything, it's there are a lot of lottery picks. That's it's basically the uh, you, you know you're throwing out uh, throwing out numbers or whatever, hoping that they hit. But um, you know, having more prospects obviously better than having less prospects. And the Padres, while they still have a good young core, they've got a lot of high end players still. Um, I think baseball prospects is more about having depth and more about having guys that could potentially burst onto the scene and you know, as as we talked about before, months ago at least, um, the Padres are building something special. However, they are still uh, the Padres don't know how to win. They, they don't they don't know how to make these like big. Um, obviously, you have to complete comebacks. You have to make big pushes. Um, they did nothing in, in this year's playoffs. So uh, the hope is that they can completely improve or whatever. But yeah, it, it looked like they were definitely outclassed by the Dodgers in the playoffs this year. Obviously, got swept three zero. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do moving forward. Yeah, definitely agree with that. But, I mean, I feel like they're building a pretty nice rotation. Obviously, these two moves, you had Darvish and Snell. But, uh, obviously, last year they added Mike Clevenger right before the deadline. And, obviously, they still have Chris Paddock. So, uh, pretty good rotation now for the Padres. So, they're putting themselves in a position where they could succeed. And now, obviously, they just got to prove it, like you're saying there. So, it uh, should be interesting. Pretty nice moves there for the Padres. But, uh, yeah, as we're saying, we're still waiting on a lot of the the big-time free agents in MLB to sign guys like DJ LeMahieu, George Springer, guys like that we're still waiting on. So then definitely a regular MLB offseason, I would say, Donnie, in terms of 
uh, it being very slow in terms of waiting for free agents to sign. Yeah, I think it's brutal. Um, I don't know what they would do necessarily, but I think it's, it's about time the MLB looks at the free agency process or just does something with their offseason process to try to speed things up or make things exciting. Because let's just be realistic here. It's like your free agency right now is probably uh, tweeting at Trevor Bauer and telling him, hey, sign with my team. Uh, that's, that's basically everybody's free agency right now. And that's really not what we're looking for. Um, especially because we've got all-star potential players left and right. It's like George Springer sitting out there. Nobody says anything about him. JT Rio Muto sitting out there. Haven't really heard anything about him. Uh, Marcelo Zuna is a very, very good offensive player. Haven't heard anything about him. Uh, there's all these rumors and everything, but we really haven't any, had, there's no concrete anything from this MLB offseason, I feel like. Yeah, I definitely agree. I know we talked on our podcast a few episodes ago with our friend Dan about the idea that we still don't know if the DH is going to be in the NL or not. So that affects a player like Marcelo Zuna or even Nelson Cruz, who's still a free agent. So uh, a lot of uncertainty in baseball, but um, we'll definitely come up and bring up the news when that does happen. So I definitely wanted to start there with MLB. But yeah, Donnie, we had some interesting news at the NBA as well relating to James Harden. I think I'll let you kind of share the news on that one. Yeah, you know, um, James Harden says, hey, I'm going to a party. I don't care about anything. After having, I'd say, weeks, maybe months of speculation about wanting a trade or wanting out, um, he has decided basically that he's going rogue and he controls his own destiny, which I think has been how it was with the Rockets. Regardless, he kind of runs the show. Um, but, yeah, he was uh, photographed at a private party. Uh, obviously, with COVID, you know, you're supposed to be walking around. You're supposed to be wearing a mask. You're supposed to be uh, social distancing. He was not social distancing. He was not wearing a mask. He was not doing anything of the sort. Um, he got fined a little bit of money and got criticized by just about everybody in sports media, which is reasonable at this point. Um, I, 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 I have a really, really tough time with this because it just – it seems like people with money especially just feel like this doesn't matter to them. Like COVID doesn't matter. It doesn't affect them. Whereas if James Harden got COVID, it could end up like we've seen in other sports, like Eduardo Rodriguez, for example. He had to sit out the entire year because he had a defect that, that came up from COVID. It's like if James Harden ended up getting um, a heart issue or something from getting COVID, uh, that would really that, – that would derail his career. That would alter the future of basketball in general. And not, not to mention, like, he probably has family members that he sees every day. He probably goes around and sees his friends. And, you know, obviously that's not necessarily the safest for his teammates. Um, but, yeah, I think we've seen this over and over time and time again in different sports, um, whether it's the, the Cardinals pitchers or, uh, uh, you know, certain examples of that in different sports of players not being able to stay out like Lou Williams. Um, but, yeah, James Harden decided, hey, I'm going to a private party. I don't care what you think. And he's getting slaughtered on the Internet for it. And he's really costing the Rockets, first off, their health because um, they, they had to skip uh, postponed games. But they, he's also costing himself a chance, at, you know, like actually getting the trade that he's looking for. I would think that, you know, it's probably it, it's not very easy to trade for a player that doesn't want to follow the, the rules and restrictions that he put on him um, from COVID and such. Yeah, definitely an interesting situation. Harden was fined $50,000 and was forced to quarantine in that. Uh, he Harden did play in the two games the Rockets have played so far, averaging 39 points. So uh, did kind of light it up, but the Rockets are 0-2 to start the year. So, uh, yeah, not not the start the Rockets were looking for. Obviously, they just traded Russell Westbrook before the year as well. So it uh, seems like it might be kind of a tough year for the Rockets. But um, we've seen some other games go on. Obviously, NBA just kind of starting up. Uh, anything you've seen from the L.A. Lakers or anybody else you want to highlight so far out of the NBA, Donnie? 
you know, I, not, nothing necessarily out of the Lakers. I just want to give props to the Portland Trailblazers for the other night. Um, that Portland team is a, a grind them out basketball team for sure. They, I think they won by eight. Um, the Lakers definitely hung around for a while, but you know, I still think Damian Lillard is underrated. I still think Damian Lillard doesn't get enough credit that he deserves. I think he put up 30, maybe 31 against the Lakers, which is, uh, you know, you know, the Lakers do let up high scores sometimes, but usually they win those games. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't necessarily seen a whole lot. It's like when you've got teams like Orlando leading the conference at 4-0, you're thinking, yeah, this is probably not going to last. Um, you know, we're still waiting for a bigger sample size and everything, but, um, yeah, at this point, the, the leaders of the conferences are the Orlando Magic and the Phoenix Suns. And, you know, if that happens the rest of the year, you know, we'll really talk about that. We'll be we'll be shocked. This will be a yeah, historic NBA season. But, you know, I'm thinking probably not uh, probably not possible here at this point. Yeah, definitely interesting. The Clippers, they're another team who's uh, right up there in the West with the Blazers so far this year. And they already had a loss where they lost by 51 to the Dallas Mavericks. So, I mean, we'll see what's going on. That was kind of an interesting game. Kawhi was out for that game, but... Uh, doesn't seem like that's too serious of an injury. But, yeah, obviously very early on in the NBA so far. So um, that's been interesting. It seems like the NBA season just ended and, and we're already back in regular season, uh, as we've been saying. So um, that's nice. We'll be good to follow that out of the NBA. But I think with that, we can kind of shift over now to some football thoughts. Obviously, we're heading into Week 17 in the NFL. So uh, ready for playoff action. So that should be really nice. Not as crazy a Week 17 as, as maybe we could have thought. Seems like there, there's still a lot to be had in terms of seeding and uh, who gets in the playoffs. But uh, some of the interesting games I want to highlight this Sunday, starting with the Packers and the Bears. So Green Bay still fighting for that top seed in the NFC uh, overall and Chicago competing. Uh, if they win, they will get one of the last wild card spots in the NFC. So that should be an interesting game. Green Bay usually has the Bears number when they try. So uh, we'll see if Aaron Rodgers is able to knock the Bears out of the playoffs yet again. But um, that one should be interesting. And then one other game I want to highlight is the Cardinals and the Rams. So uh, obviously these two teams kind of fighting in the NFC wild card spot. Obviously Seattle just locked up the NFC West already. And the Rams, bad news for them. They're going to be without Jared Goff and Cooper Cup for this game against the Cardinals. So that should be an interesting matchup out of the NFC West. But yeah, Donnie, any thoughts on other games that we may be seeing this weekend in Week 17? Yeah, you know, the NFC East will be going down to an either six or seven win team winning the division. Uh, obviously, the, the Cowboys and the Giants play, and then the Washington football team plays Philadelphia at night. Um, somehow, the Eagles are still getting primetime placement. Um, not not because of them, obviously, but because of um, Washington being in prime position to win the division. Um, but other than that, not a whole lot, really. Um, there's only one interesting statistic that I saw this week, or one interesting fact. Um Patrick Mahomes was the MVP favorite all season until week 16, and now Aaron Rodgers is now the MVP favorite via um, sportsbooks and, and betting sites and such, um, which is really interesting to me considering you know, his team just drafted a quarterback not six months ago, seven months ago, and now um, you know at, at 37 or 38, I don't know how old Aaron Rodgers is at this point, um, but Aaron Rodgers is now your MVP favorite. I think that's shocking to think about um, considering how old he is and how uh, people were, were considering or saying that he is a little bit over the hill. Uh, he has put all of those rumors and all, all of those words to rest. Yeah, I mean, both Rodgers and Mahomes have had insane years. I think either one of them can win MVP. Rodgers has 44 touchdowns and five picks. I mean, that's just insane. Both of them have Yeah, like, give me a break yards. on that. They drafted a quarterback. Yeah. Like, think about that. They, they, they traded up for Jordan Love, too. They traded up yeah. for, for the quarterback. <laughs> 
Rodgers yeah, had that like, insane year. So, uh, no, they, they looked really good. Devontae Adams had an unbelievable game over the weekend as well. He's got 17 touchdowns this year. Just an oh, incredible year for him. It's ridiculous. It's actually ridiculous to watch just how talented. Because it's like, I feel like Devontae Adams has always been that receiver. It's like, oh, we know we know what he's capable of. We know what his potential is. And now he's just he's really decided, hey, this, this is my year. This is my time. Now is my time. Absolutely. Yeah, he, he's been dominant. Rodgers loves throwing in the football. He's a great route runner. So he's had a great year for Green Bay as well. I'm still on that on that train that I think Green Bay and Kansas City are going to meet in the Super Bowl. So maybe whoever wins MVP between them, hopefully that we get to see a real game between them in the Super Bowl. That, that could really decide uh, bragging rights between Mahomes and Rodgers this year. I would love to see that matchup. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. I think you've been calling it for, for how long now? It's been, it's been months that, that you've been saying, you know, you think in Green Bay and Kansas City, and now um, it could very well come to fruition. Uh, Green Bay's actually actually got a half decent defense, and you know, obviously their offense is top tier, maybe the best in the league in terms of uh, point performance and all that. Um, I don't know. I think it's really interesting to see just how good the Packers are after you know they may have been able to been have been even better um, had they drafted somebody. In the, in the, you know, that's that's something that we can talk about uh, for months and months and months now. Uh, but yeah, I think Green Bay versus Kansas City sounds sounds like the plan at this point. Yeah, no question. And and I think while you kind of brought that up, imagine if you we threw one of those other stud receivers in this draft, like a guy like T. Higgins or Michael Pittman, uh, two guys for the Bengals and Colts respectively. If you add them to the Packers offense instead of that Jordan Love pick, imagine where they would be. Um, but even still, Packers looking really good. So as I said, they play the Bears this Sunday. Could lock up the one seed in the NFC. Donnie, earlier you mentioned that Eagles game. Yeah, I was stunned when I was watching the Sunday night football game, and I saw that the Eagles and Washington were going to be playing again on prime time. So, I mean, yeah, we'll see. Maybe Jalen Hurts can can pull something out, save it for for either the Giants or Cowboys, whoever ends up winning that game. But, uh, yeah, should be interesting. At the very worst, hopefully the Eagles can get a top five pick. So, uh, we'll see. They're kind of in that range right now. I believe they would be picking six. So, uh, obviously coming off a loss to Dallas. So, that was interesting. Last note I have out of the NFL before we get into some of our tiers and recapping 2020 overall, Josh McDaniels, I just have to say something to Josh McDaniels right now. There was a quote this week that I saw on Twitter and he said, I'd love to have head coaching opportunities present itself. And it's like, man, first of all, literally you were a head coach with the Broncos and it didn't work out. And then you got fired and went back to New England. And then you were going to go to New- you were going to go to Indianapolis when they the year they hired Frank Reich. And then you kind of were just like, nah, actually, last minute, I'm staying with the Patriots because they're going to raise my salary. So, I mean, you've had those head coaching opportunities present themselves before. I just thought that was uh, kind of funny to hear him say that. But uh, yeah, I mean, Josh McDaniels, I definitely think he will get consideration for a lot of these head coaching jobs. Obviously, had done so good for the Patriots for so long when he worked with Tom Brady. Not as good a year this year with Cam Newton, but obviously, I mean, the Patriots roster, their skill players, not among the best. Obviously, I mean, Jacoby Myers is all right. Demir Bird, they're okay. But yeah, obviously, the receivers are uh, not too great in New England. So that provides a little bit of context. But yeah, just wanted to bring that up about Josh McDaniels. I mean, you've literally been a head coach and declined an opportunity to be a head coach for a pretty good organization with the Colts. So I don't know what he's thinking with that. I don't want to hear it anymore from him. You know, it's like we all know what's happening. He's going to take over in New England after Belichick retires or, or leaves or does whatever he does. Like, you know, stop acting like like you're trying to fool people. Like, we know what's happening. We know what you're capable of. We know what's going on here. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, good stuff out of some of the pro sports leagues that we saw this past week. 
kind of just goes over our regular news recap and things like that. But big part of this podcast, obviously 2020 coming to an end this week. So for some people, hopefully that's very good news. You don't want to think about it again, but we're going to kind of recap some of the things that we saw this year because there were a lot of weird stuff that happened in this year, obviously. So uh, we're going to start, just go over some top tiers of things that happened in 2020. We're going to start with just crazy moments. So we're just going to talk about random shit that happened this year and remember when that happened, kind of that stuff. So I'll start with this one. I want to start with the Milwaukee Bucks protest that we saw in late August. Obviously, that was just an insane event. The fact that an NBA team before a playoff game in a bubble decided, you know what, we're not playing today in uh, response to some of the greater events that happened in this country after the shooting of Jacob Blake in uh, Kenosha. So uh, that was definitely a remember where you were at moment. I remember being on Twitter. Donnie and I were about to record a podcast. We did end up recording a podcast right after that. But I just remember being on Twitter for like an hour just in shock of uh, kind of the fallout of that event. But what are some of the things you remember about that day, Donnie? And uh, I guess obviously we had we recorded our podcast right after that. But uh, as you reflect back on that decision from the Bucks back in August. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it, it's just strange to see an NBA team taking charge and really taking over the news. Um, you don't often see, especially a team out of Milwaukee. It's like, what do you hear about out of Milwaukee that ever really goes like viral? You know, it's like um, the countrywide, uh, they're taking the first initiative here. Usually Milwaukee's more sleepy and quiet, I feel like. Um, but yeah, it's it's really interesting to see just where we've where we've been in 2020. Obviously, the, the progress that has been made is, you know, it's nice and all. Um, but again, I, th- I think the whole Black Lives Matter thing has been swept under the rug for, for other issues um, the last couple of months, obviously, with the presidential election and all that. Um, it's very interesting to see just like where we're at right now. Obviously, um, you'd like to see more change. You'd like to see more positive growth and everything. And while these moments come out as crazy and, and interesting to look at, um, what have we really gained? And I don't I don't necessarily know if there's been that type of gain, which is I think the, maybe the craziest thing of all is we've had a major event like this happen after these major events happening in the past. And it's like, we still haven't really gained anything from it um, in terms of like, you know, growth as human beings, maybe. Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying there. And I thought you brought up a good point that it came from the Milwaukee Bucks, kind of like an interesting organization for it to come from, but it really did come from the players in the locker room, which is something that um, definitely sticks with me. As I think back to this, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the ownership. It wasn't the, the coaching staff. It wasn't anybody else that said that the Bucks weren't going to play. It was the players in the locker room, who um, some of which had prior experiences with the police, uh, bad experiences. We talked about uh, Sterling Brown in that podcast about uh, some of the run-ins that he's had. And um, I, I really like the fact that the Bucks players were able to get phone calls and uh, with legislation during that time uh, that they were supposed to play. So that just felt like such a significant event. The the fact that a, an NBA team was not playing a playoff game because uh, of police brutality and, and a shooting. So um, yeah, that was just an insane moment that I definitely wanted to bring up uh, at the start when, when I thought about crazy moments that happened this year. But uh, yeah, I'll go over here, Donnie. You want to you bring up another uh, crazy event that happened this year? I don't know. I think we can, uh, you know, in general, I think we've seen a couple very, very interesting, I don't know, runs and everything. But I'll, I'll say for me, the the craziest moment uh, in sports uh, for 2020 is just the whole giant, our whole Dodgers season, I'd say, um, starting with, you know, obviously adding Mookie Betts and David Price. And then, you know, David Price says, hey, I'm not playing this year. That's not happening, um, which is which is quite interesting to think about considering, um, you, you know, David Price has not been necessarily on um, the, the best terms with the MLB. I think people are not not the biggest fan of David Price. 
Um, but he made a very commendable uh, decision to, you know, hey, COVID's bad. I'm not going to play, which is fine. And then so the Dodgers go into a season. Nobody knows what's happening. They haven't had um, some of the guys that, that have been helpful in their runs the last couple of years, like like Ryu, for example. And then they pull off a very, very good season. You know, it's everybody still saying, oh, um, teams like the Padres or the Braves could beat them. And then the Dodgers overcome adversity multiple times um, down in multiple series, especially that Brave series, which is just ridiculous. And then, you know, obviously Cody Bellinger comes up in game seven and, and tanks one to take the lead, which is something that you don't usually see. And then obviously the World Series was just insane. You know, it's like we've had, we have three errors on a play to give the Rays a win. And then, you know, you get to game seven. And you've got Julio Urias, who is a, a starter who's maybe not super consistent um closing out the world series in a, in a spot where in previous years i think clayton kershaw would have been the guy that you know is coming in the game um or kenley jansen either or um but yeah i think just in general the mlb season um you know you have a 60 game regular season which is shockingly short i don't think we'll, we'll see a season like that for a long time and then you see a team that hasn't won in decades w- winning the world series uh, in front of a a six or seven thousand fan crowd um, I think it just sums up the season in, in general. It sums up 2020 in general for sports. Yeah, no question. Especially the fact that the World Series was in Texas. Like we had a we had a Rays Dodgers World Series in Texas. Like that was just kind of weird as well uh, to see that at a neutral site, obviously. But yeah, I mean the Dodgers team in general. You brought up like so much talent. You you talked about the ad with Mookie Betts, but it just seemed like they had such incredible depth, such a great lineup, great pitching staff that. Um, it, it was kind of only a matter of time. Obviously, the Dodgers, they had been to the World Series a couple of times in the past, recent years with that kind of core, and uh, they were finally able to break through over the Rays. But yeah, even just kind of reflecting on the MLB season as a whole, like it was so strange, especially because um, that was the first league to come back with the kind of coronavirus impact. And we saw teams like the Marlins get it first, and then the Cardinals were uh, forced to play this insane schedule at the end of the year where uh, they had to play more games than days available for uh, like a little over a month in that span. So a lot of cool events out of the MLB that we saw. Uh, you know, maybe they didn't handle it the best. Uh, Donnie and I were definitely critical uh, during that time of some of the decisions that the MLB made. But, you know, they got through it. They were able to award a championship. So I think all things considered, um, definitely have to, you know, respect a lot of the sports leagues that were able to come back, and especially the MLB as they were the first one. Yeah, you know, when the Marlins are throwing out nine or ten guys that they have just signed, like in the last three, three or four days that tested negative, you know, it's like, that's how you know things are weird. They literally had players on the roster that hadn't played in baseball um, or hadn't played professional baseball ever. Uh, they hadn't been in the, in the MLB ever. They'd been in, in AA or AAA, and they just got signed for their, for their first appearance in the league. You know, it just, it just it's a weird year. It's been a really, really strange year. Um, but, you know, when they tell you, oh, don't rule it out or whatever, you really can't rule anything out in sports. I think we, we've established that at this point. You really can't rule anything out. Yeah, no question. A good event there to bring up, kind of the Dodgers uh, and MLB coming back. I want to shift over another event that we can ro- uh, switch over to now. Kind of really the start of it all. I'm going back to middle of March, March 12th, the day when March Madness was canceled. I think that was really a big day for me. It's just kind of like a, whoa, like like maybe this thing is actually pretty serious and uh, everything just kind of got put on pause. Everybody just kind of got felt like hit in the mouth and we we're like, I don't really know what happened. But that was the same time that the NBA got put on pause after Rudy Gobert tested positive. That was definitely a big domino. And then uh, obviously March Madness getting canceled. We were right in conference tournaments. Uh, those were just kind of starting up. Even the Big East, there was a game that happened right around then. And then that had to um, get kind of nipped mid-game. 
So that was really interesting. But uh, yeah, that was definitely a big shock to, to everybody. Uh, definitely will re remember that time uh, right at the start of coronavirus, that panic and like, wow, maybe we're not getting sports for uh, a little while. I, I even remember like, I think like a night before I was watching NHL games kind of come to an end. I was like, man, I, I don't know when the next time I'll be able to watch hockey was. Turns out it was a couple of months, but um, yeah, just kind of reflecting back on, on the middle of March and uh, everything kind of getting put on pause. That was uh, something that I hopefully never happens again. I never thought I would witness something like that, but uh, yeah, that was just an insane thing to reflect back on. Yeah, you know, the Rudy Gobert grabbing the mics moment is something that, you know, you'll really never forget. Um, I'm sure he feels bad about that in general at this point. Um, but yeah, it's it was weird, especially because at that, at, when that moment happened, I was sitting in the arena watching, waiting for Avs Rangers. It was pregame. And, you know, you're seeing all these things, specula speculation and all that. You're seeing um, the Jazz, they don't come out in the court. They have somebody test positive. Um, it comes out later that Jordan Clarkson and other players have no idea who's tested positive. They don't know who's sick. Everybody's just sitting in the locker room, hasn't moved. Nobody's nobody's done anything because, obviously, at that point, we had no idea how to deal with these things. Um, we didn't know what to do. We didn't have uh, testing. We didn't have anything like that. Other countries did. We were still a little bit lacking. But, um. Yeah, just it's really weird, especially when you're sitting in a professional sports arena and people are talking about, oh, is this game going to go on? Are we going to play this game? Is this going to end up happening? Um, and, you know, obviously it did end up happening. It was a good game. But the reality of things is uh, I was at the last hockey game that had fans and everything, and the the vibe is still eerily similar. It's like people really don't know what's going on still to this point, and we are – now, nine months later with COVID in sports, and we're still talking about how, uh, you know, it may be dangerous to be playing these sports, may be dangerous to be playing games. And I think that encapsulates 2020 in itself and just like the panic is, is ever apparent and always there. Yeah, no question on that. Yeah, like like you say, like we, we hope that it would be better by now and maybe it is a little bit, like we're starting to get a little bit of a vaccine, but yeah, there's still definitely a lot of uncertainty on that. And um, yeah, I mean, optimistic that that things will be getting better and we can kind of flush it but um i just want to bring up one more event that happened this one is kind of a more of a personal note for me just kind of a week that i had in early january so before covid so there was like a stretch of i think it was either seven or eight days where i went to like five different sporting events there was i went to a blackhawks game at the united center and then i drove back to iowa actually and worked a rough riders game uh, the team that I work for. And then right after that, I think that was a Saturday, the, the next Monday, my dad and I went to New Orleans for the national championship game between Clemson and LSU. That was an unbelievable game. Obviously, I'm a big LSU guy, as you guys know. So that was awesome to see Joe Burrow and LSU take down Clemson. Then immediately from New Orleans, I flew to Canada. I went to Ottawa, met up with Donnie and a couple other of our friends. We went to Blackhawks and Senators. I literally got there late. It was like the start of the second period. The Hawks were down 2 nothing. They come back to win that game in overtime. Jonathan Taze had the winner in that game. So that was awesome. I literally just showed up and, and saw the Blackhawks come back. So that was really nice. And a few days later, we actually drove to New York and we went to a Rangers-Islanders game. So Donnie got to see his Rangers get a win at the Coliseum. So uh, yeah, that was just an absurd week of, of going to games that were literally all over. Like I went to games in Illinois and Iowa and New Orleans and Canada and New York. So that was just an insane week that I had in early January before all this really hit. So uh, definitely couldn't couldn't go without mentioning that. I don't know if I'll ever have a week quite like that where, where I go to games in, in a lot of different places. So uh, definitely wanted to bring that up. Definitely a highlight for me this year. Yeah, I mean, while you're in New Orleans, I'm on a plane from Colorado to Newark. 
I get in at night. Uh, we wake up five hours after we go to bed. We have to drive two hours into New York. Um, and then we drive another six hours north uh, to meet you in Ottawa. Um, it's probably more like seven hours. We had, some, we had some definite issues getting to where we wanted to go. Um, you, you know, there's multiple reasons for that. We won't get into it. But, yeah, just, just a really interesting stretch for you, interesting stretch for me, interesting stretch for everybody. Obviously, we played hockey outside. Um, that's, that's something that I, I would very, very much enjoy. I'd love to be able to play hockey with the boys again. Um, just, just fuck around. But at this point, it doesn't look like it's likely anytime soon. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just you had a week, everybody had a week and now we've had a year. So it's, it's been, it's been a real fucking, it's been a real shit show for everybody. Yeah, no question. That was a good time when we played hockey on Long Island after we got back. That was the day after the uh, Rangers and Islanders game uh, that day. So that was a ton of fun as well. Hopefully we get to do that again soon, but uh, yeah, that's kind of how I, uh, I, I reflect on that. That was a good time hanging out with a good amount of our friends that, that Donnie and I talked to a lot. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully we get one of those events, you know, not too, too long in the future in, in 2021. That would be really nice. But, um, yeah, that kind of sums up my, my top moments and, and things that I reflect on in 2020. Any last notes from you, Donnie, before we get into our top albums of the year? I'm, I'm really excited for that one. But any, any last thoughts for you on top moments and things that happened this year? Yeah, you know, I just want people to remember. So I was in class um, mid-March, and we were talking about uh, COVID and if it was going to shut down school or whatever. And I had a professor tell me that um, school was not going to get shut down. Everything is going to be fine. And then literally while we're sitting in class, 15 minutes after he said that, um, they moved everything to online. And they said everybody that was in a class, everybody in a class should leave the class, should start going home or going to wherever they, uh, wherever they live. 15 minutes after he says that um, – it's like 4 p.m. on a Wednesday night, and I'm being told, nah, COVID, we're going to be fine. We haven't had any issues yet. And then literally within the class period, while I'm at school, we're told, hey, yeah, you know, we're moving online, online classes, college classes online. Um, really just – I think that sums up 2020 in general. It's just, just totally – total dysfunction, and, you know, that's, that's a great time. That is a prime bad takes exposed moment right there. Oh, it really, it's an awful take exposed moment. Like, it's, it's so sad. It really is. And, and, you know, obviously my professor, that professor is a good man. He's, he's a very, very nice human being, but man, he was really wrong. He was way <laughs> off. And, you know, I think that's something that I definitely took away from 2020. Maybe you think you know what's going on, but you really don't. You Really, nobody oh, has any you, idea what anything You really just never know, I think. I think. I think nobody really knows what's going on most of the time, and that's fine. Like, that's okay. I mean, hey, if we're, we're all in the same boat then. If nobody knows what's going on, that is an even playing field. So maybe that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I tend to agree. At that point, you know, it's just like when you really just have no idea what's going on, you know, it's fine. Like, it's okay. Yeah, good stuff. All right, so one more tier. I was actually super excited for this. I put this list together like a couple of weeks ago just in preparation for this. But our top tier of albums in the year 2020. So I think that was actually something that I was looking forward to because there was actually a good amount of music. There was a lot of albums that, that I really liked. So I actually have a bunch in my top tier of albums. So I'll just kind of rattle them off here. Then Donnie and I, can we can have our conversation. Donnie will share his list. But here we go here. So my top tier of albums in the year 2020. So I'll start Lil Uzi Vert with Eternal A Take. Uzi was my top artist of the year on Spotify. I was a big fan of that album. Really good deluxe edition as well. I'll keep going. I've got a couple. 21 Savage, Savage Mode 2. I was a big fan of this album. 21 Savage, big fan. Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon 3. 
that album pretty recent, but I'm a big fan. Kid Cudi, Donnie knows. You can verify. I listen to this album more than probably any other human realistically should, but I did. So Cudi's on there. I also have Juice World with Legends Never Die. I was a big fan of this album. I, 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 even though, you know, Juice, he's no longer with us, obviously, but uh, I was a fan of that album. Gunna with Wanna. I was a big fan of this album. I'm actually a big Gunna fan, so shout out to him on that. Polo G with The Goat. I was actually a big fan. I wasn't a huge Polo G guy before this year, but uh, that album definitely got me on. Fan of that. Future's album, High Off Life. I like this album as well. Actually, not a huge Future guy. I, I like a lot of his like collabs, like when it's like Future and Drake or something like that, but I thought this was a pretty good solo Future album. I also have Nav with Good Intentions. Nav put out a couple albums this year, but uh, Good Intentions was definitely my favorite of the two. And Drake, of course, Dark Late demo tapes. I mean, Drake, It's it, it wouldn't be a year without Drake putting out a fire album. I mean, Drake just, you know, Drake's the goat, obviously. Drake, Drake just keeps putting them out. So there you go. Bunch of albums there, but that's my top tier of albums uh, from this year. So yeah, Donnie, I'll shift it over to you. Yeah, I'm definitely not as willing to put 17 different albums in my top tier. <laughs> How um, many do I have? I think I have nine. I couldn't decide. Yeah, uh, They're all good. You know, I like off, you, I don't appreciate the fact that you left off a Mac Miller album. Um, I know. You know definitely dis dis disgusting. Disgusting. I know. That's disrespect um, to, to the intro of this podcast, obviously. Yeah. You know, obviously Mac Miller's album, um, you know, Circle's fantastic. Great listen, um, top to bottom, if you want to go give it a listen, if you haven't already. Um, I will definitely agree with you. I like 21 Savage's album. You know, I'm not not a big 21 Savage fan. There's, there's a couple songs in there, but I do think um you know obviously he does well he gets the good features on there too so it's like you're always gonna have a couple bangers um definitely you know drake i would like to see him actually release an album album and not just a combination of songs that didn't make his albums but you know even the combo of songs that didn't make his albums is still pretty fire it's like obviously um you get different uh if drake gives you 17 different songs it, it just out of nowhere randomly that don't really make any sense together but still somehow find their way to to work um, and, you know, you really props to him. Um, I'll give one more shout out to The Weeknd and, you know, obviously our good friend Brett. Um, I think After Hours is a very, very successful um, in terms of what they were trying to do, in terms of what The Weeknd was trying to do. Um, obviously, he doesn't release much music. So uh, they, them in general, um, Weekend fans in general, are probably very, very fired up to have that. Um, obviously, when he comes out with, what, 16 or 17 songs, you know, you can't really complain. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I don't know. I don't know if I'll necessarily give albums top tier status. Um, I, I liked the Turtle Take. It was a good album. Um, more hit or miss for me. Kid Cudi's album more hit or miss for me. Uh, but yeah, I think we got a lot of music, which um, you, you know, probably not surprising. But we didn't get like the like the tier one artists releasing music for the most part. It's like we didn't get a real album out of J Cole. Um, Kanye didn't really do much this this year. Um. Travis Scott Drake as well. I, I could have used more. Tra Travis Scott literally did nothing except features, um, and and maybe maybe a song or two. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's very weird to consider everybody's stuck inside or everybody's quarantining, and we still didn't get albums from like like Kendrick Lamar didn't do anything. Nothing yeah. happened with anybody with Kendrick Lamar. Um, but yeah, music in general is just you know you would expect there to be the top tier of top tier this year because everybody's got more time to work on music. But I guess um, I'd say twenty twenty in general was a little bit slower than normal, maybe. Yeah, I agree with that. There were definitely a lot of those like Spotify Fridays that, that I was looking for, especially that stretch we had with no sports. I mean, I was like, man, like just give me to Friday, give me some new music. So uh, that was definitely something that was a focus of mine. Uh, as we said, one honorable mention for me, one that was really close to making it but did not for me, was Lil Baby's album, My Turn. I thought that was a pretty good album as well, but uh, just missed out on my top tier. But 
uh, yeah, fun conversation there. A lot of good music we got this year, so uh, would definitely love to hear some of our listeners' top albums of the year as well. Definitely hit us up on social media at Roth Podcast, R-O-T-H, Rody on the Horn. But it means they're at Roth Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Definitely let us know some of your top albums of the year. We'd love to give them a listen, talk about them. So, uh, yeah, good stuff there. 2020 recap, Donnie. 2020 in the books. Do you have any 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 parting thoughts with, with this year? Usually I'm like New Year's a little bit less, you know, happy. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of indifferent about the New Year. But this year, I, I think I'm pretty fired up to see 2020 go. It's just been, top to bottom, it's just been a shit show. And I, I mean, it's like, I guess I've I've enjoyed some of some of the fuckery, but like, you know, obviously it's it's been a very very negative year for a lot of us, and you know I'm looking forward to putting it behind us, um, just in general, and you know moving forward, advancing ourselves as human beings, you know. Yeah, no question. There was just so much. There was so much stupidity in this year. There were so many things that happened in just this these twelve months of 2020 that that I never thought I was going to encounter in my entire life. And obviously, like everybody went through this together. But there's there's a slight part of me that's just going to miss it. Like all the like there was so many times ah, I was just like, right. man, like what I I don't understand how something like this could happen. Just like like you you were always on your toes. You never knew what was coming next. So like there's there's a slight part of me that's like I don't know. Like I'm I'm going to kind of miss its its stupidity in 2020. But I mean in real in reality. I'm definitely excited to be moving on as well. Hopefully, brighter days ahead, like we're saying. I mean, obviously, that's an optimist way to look at things. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's good stuff. I mean, 2020 for you, Donnie, you saw you saw the Lakers and Dodgers win championships within a couple weeks of each other. I mean, you really can't complain about that. Yeah, I mean, if we cut out, like, I don't know, like, March until, I don't know, like, July, March until August, you know, things would be a little bit better. But, like, we, we, went, we went for months without anything relevant and happening in my life. It's like, you know. I felt like I was, I, I was in school, I was sleeping, I was waking up, doing school stuff, I was sleeping, I was waking up, I was doing school stuff, and that was like a, a constant, constant grind for months there, um, so I'm, I'm very glad that is no longer the lifestyle that I'm living, um, but I, I, you know, I think it, it's your turn to close this one out, so it, it's all you here, uh, I believe in you and in your ability. Oh, thank you, Donnie. Obviously, I, I love the confidence, but yeah, obviously, 2020 coming to an end, we had kind of a tough summer, as Donnie said, no... Uh, sports, but hey, you know what? Like September, October, the last couple of months, we've had hella sports. I mean, NFL, obviously, NBA came back pretty quick. Uh, NHL starting up pretty soon, so you know, like, like there, there's a little bit of reason to be optimized or optimistic here. So uh, definitely excited. Thank you all for for making it through this way, uh, this far in the podcast. Obviously, end of the podcast, folk. That's what this means. Usually, we do listener questions. We just kind of wanted to do a recap pod of the year. We'll put out another pod soon. We'll have our good friend Scotty G on our podcast soon. He just got a mic, so shout out to him. I know. Uh, we've been waiting to have Scott on for a little while, so definitely looking forward to that. But yeah, as I said earlier, definitely give us a follow on social media at Roth Podcast. We give you a follow back on Twitter or Instagram, whatever floats your boat. Love posting clips on there and interacting with our fans and our listeners. Fans, I mean, you guys are our friends. Really, that's how I see it. A listener is a friend of mine. So most people that listen to this podcast, you know, you know one of us, at least me or Donnie. And if not, let us know. Like, we, we want to talk to you guys too. So it's good stuff. Definitely give us a follow on whatever platform you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or YouTube. We're on all those platforms, so we'd love to interact with you on any of those, whichever you guys like getting your podcast through. So it's good stuff. Really do appreciate everybody for making it this far, as we said. Give us into a uh, give us a follow back, obviously, as, as, as I've been saying. But no, it's good stuff. Appreciate you guys all for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys again next week. Peace, everybody. Yeah. Peace, Sheck West. Peace. Sheck West. Good comments from Donnie right there. I, I failed. He believed in my ability and I failed. But yeah, Sheck West, you know. You're coming on the podcast. <laughs> so, good stuff. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. See ya.
Peace. Yeah. The ones that hate me the most look just like me. You tell me what that means. Make a slick comment and see what that brings. I've seen it go down, we can reenact things. Extreme like BMX sing. These boys pussy and they PMSing. People in the city see the movement occurring and say, My God, I wanna be in that city.